Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all you ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am good. Trying to get situated. Yeah, get situated. <laughs> Welcome as y'all are hopping on. We'll um get started in just a few moments. Welcome to all new guests that are coming. Um, I'm excited to have you all today. Jasmine, I'm excited to have you as well. And very, very grateful. I don't know how many times I'm going to say thank you. <laughs> Because I understand, you know, the the magnitude of sharing your platform and, you know, speaking to my audience and I'm just forever grateful. Oh, most <laughs> I'm excited. I'm just trying to figure out how to, this is a new, okay, here you go. Yes, there we go. You did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the new tripod I have. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? But I'm excited. Thank you for inviting me, Tari. Yes, thank you so much. So I'm just going to do a quick intro um, for our new people who are here, for my audience as well as yours. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I'm a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all that you have ever dreamed of and more. I teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the live recording of Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. All right. So also, I want to give just my own quick intro for my guest today. She's so very special to me in my heart. So I just want to share my you know, experience with Jasmine before we hop into our talk. So today our guest is Jasmine Womack. Um, she is on IG, The Jasmine Womack, and on Facebook, Jasmine Womack. She is known as the six-figure storyteller. She helps coaches to write and launch a best-selling book and turn their book into a six-figure coaching business. She has been featured on Forbes. She's a mommy and wife. And this, I will have to say, is one of my favorite descriptions of you. The Harriet Tubman of self-publishing. <laughs> That's like the perfect description for you. Definitely. Um, and like I said, I personally worked with Jasmine back in 2020. Um, right, literally, at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right at the beginning of everything going crazy. And I had followed Jasmine for a while on social media, saw some of her posts, and you were hosting a free webinar about your um, author's boot camp. So I was like, you know, I've been wanting to write a book for a while. Let me see what she's talking about. And I just felt so enlightened in just the webinar <laughs> from the information that you shared. And you helped me to write my book. 
Um, I got it out, published Mom, Kids, and Mental Peace, which was the start of this podcast of me going into coaching. And I will say I had no clue what a coaching program was. Yours was the first one that I ever took. I remember when you gave me that ticket for how much it was. I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is something new. But um, I used my taxes at that time to to go. I was like, I'm going to invest. It's an investment. And it's been nothing but <laughs> uphill for me from there. So, yes, ma'am, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tari. It's so good to reconnect. I'm excited to chat. And thank you for bringing me to your audience. I'm just really excited about our conversation. And yeah, that was 2020. That like really the we were in the middle of the pandemic. I think you Literally. were was it was it the lucky seven? The, yes. Y'all called I think you <laughs> your group calls yourselves the lucky seven or something to that degree, but it was great. It was great. And I will say to just anybody who's considering working with Jasmine or doing group coaching, like I said, I had no idea what that was. All the ladies in the room had some type of doctorate degree, a coaching business. So I was really like out of my element and they're like, okay, hey ladies, you know, I'm just trying to publish a book. I don't know. But y'all like help, which is what we're talking about today, level up my mindset to the possibilities that are out here in this world and to let a little brown girl like me know you can be a millionaire you can do it too you can make an impact in the world and share your voice to help other people so again thank you <laughs> welcome excited all right so hopping into our talk could you share where your mindset was um, before you started this whole coaching business what were your fears? What were your doubts? And how did you push past them? Oh, gosh. Um, before I started my coaching business, um, I was a middle school teacher. I was a middle school educator. So I had taught sixth, seventh, and eighth grades for 12 years. And I actually mm -hmm. wrote my first book around the tenth, my 10th year of teaching. I mm -hmm. published it my 11th year and by the end of my 12th year i had already hit six figures and was on my way into going into coaching and at that time um publishing for others full time and so prior to coaching um my goal honestly was to write my book and if my my thought process back then was that if i could help one person you mm. know um avoid a lot of the pitfalls that I had, you know, run into just due to um, bad, poor decision making yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not having boundaries, then, then, then that's what I was called to do. But of course, I wrote my book and so many things started opening up. I started, you know, getting into public speaking. I started getting paid to speak. I started hosting workshops. Uh, in-person workshops, and I went into virtual workshops in the in the form of um, work uh, in, in the form of challenges and webinars, which then rolled into membership communities, actually providing self-publishing services, so on and so forth. So, you know, my for me, my I I started out with the intention to accomplish a decade-long goal, and wow. I knew that I wanted to perform. At, at a high level, like I didn't want, I wanted to go the self-publishing route because I didn't want a middleman, but mm. I didn't want my book to look self-published. I didn't want to have the average 
you know, quote unquote, self-published author look, book or brand. I knew that I wanted to take it up a step further. And I had no clue how to do that. But I just knew that I wasn't going to be like a lot of people that I knew who had created their own own, own books. And so I set out to do that. And I think that because my mindset had been there for so long before I actually made it happen, when I actually, I didn't have all the pieces in place. I didn't know what the end was going to look like. So I really was stepping out on faith, but because I had mm. the in my mind and because I was moving forward in action, the pieces started falling into place. Mm. I started learning about courses. I started purchasing audio trainings. I, I got into um, different membership communities that focused on um, mindset and things of that nature because I didn't know how much I needed it. You know, I didn't know how much I needed different communities and just to connect with other people who were on the path to doing the same things that I wanted to do. Um, I didn't know how important that was until I actually started doing it. So mm. those were some of the things that's where I was before I started and what actually, you know, started happening as I progressed on the journey. Yes, listen, all of that is confirmation for me, honey. <laughs> all of it. Because that's where I am right now. I'm getting into those communities. I'm so hungry for information and applying the information. And like you said, you don't know those things until you get into those circles and you're having those conversations and you're hearing what's you know going on with other people outside of your everyday circle, your everyday people. You know, it really does challenge your mindset to grow. Absolutely. So that was confirmation for me, honey, because I'm on year two, you know, of this. I started, you know, with you when I wrote the book. And I think sometimes I see you and, you know, other influencers and it can be like, oh, my gosh, there's so far to go. But I'm, I love how you share your journey. You even share, you know, the things you're going through, even though you're at the top. So I'm just trying to take it, you know, one day and one step at a time and know that every step has a purpose, that I'm being prepared for that next level. So thank you for that confirmation because it can be hard. That's the thing, though. I don't consider myself to be at the top. I'm still in the grind. I'm still doing the work, you know. So <laughs> That is true. Everybody has their own perspective and experience. And I realize yeah. that with life in general. Everybody has their own perspective because, yes, I'm looking at you like, guesses, go, <laughs> you're there. And like you said, there are still things that you personally want to achieve. So that's a good point for, you know, those of us who deal with comparison or feel like, oh, I can't do it because everybody else way ahead. Just just do your your race at your pace. <laughs> you, you have to, you know, I mean, comparison is a thief of joy. Yes. thing about it is that we compare, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm. And the thing about it is that you have to, the, the best thing that I can say, say to anyone. And because sometimes it impacts me and I'm like, you know what? Guard your gates, Jazz. Put your blinders on, you know, meaning that I have become extremely protective over what I allow into my mind and into my spirit. Mm. And if someone if I'm looking at someone and it causes me to compare, I either unfollow them or I mute them so I don't see their content. This is one reason why I don't follow other people that are in the same industry, because I don't want my mm -hmm. content to get watered down. Now, there are people that I follow for inspiration, 
But if there's ever something that I see that causes me to doubt myself, oh, I'm turning it off because my mind has to be stayed on the goal. You follow me? And anything yes. else is a distraction. So there's, there is self-talk that I have to constantly do. And then there's also the guarding of the gates that I do as well. Yes, um, really big on guarding of the gates, what I'm allowing in my mind as well, especially here on social media, even like TV shows and music. Mm -hmm. And when I was going through my mindset change, um, for me, it was about 2018 is when I was like, okay, Tari, we've got to, we've got to get something going. Like we've got to change your thinking. But that was one of the things I cut out was like reality TV shows and certain songs and music that I was listening to and shifted what I was letting in, which was more positive um, information and things feeding me. And that really was like the jumpstart I needed to put me out in other places and get more information to help my mind grow. And I'm sure, you know, you're still growing your mind at the level that you are. <laughs> it's a forever thing. It's a forever thing. It never stops. Like, it's like every time you reach a goal and you reach a new level, then you realize that you are at the bottom of another level. And so I understand now, I think it's, I've, I'm not some, I don't rem remember like scriptures verbatim, like, yeah. script, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I know like this is, now I understand why it says that, you know, like it's, you, it's like feeding a never ending beast. So you have to like determine where in your life you have to pray for like, God, how far do you want me to take this? You mm -hmm. know, how far am I purpose to take this so that you can ensure that you stay in integrity, that you stay within capacity and that you keep your priorities. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Or else it's always like it's just like you have to ask yourself, how much is enough? Mm. Because every goal you every goal you set, once you reach it, you realize that you're at you're at the foundation or you're at the at the um, at the starting point of another level. And it's like you can keep going, 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 going. But at the end of the day, yeah. is going, 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 going to bring you true joy. Is it going to bring you true fulfillment? You know, um, is it going to take away from your quality of life? Is it going to take you away from your children? Those are things mm. you have to consider that anyone has to consider as they are on the path to of entrepreneurship or, or, you know, doing anything that they set out to do in their life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, y'all take note of that, please. If you're struggling with, you know, where your mindset is or those new levels, just know every level, whether they say new level, new devil, <laughs> I don't like to use that term, but. Like you said, every new level just comes with something new with it. And, you know, I'm in the educator field as well. Think about each grade level that students go to or your, um, say, like eighth graders in middle school. And they feel like we're the top of the class. Then exactly. they get to be a freshman and you're back down. Right. Now you're seniors in high school, but now you're a freshman in college. So that's a great visual or a great way to think about us moving through life like Yes, an upgrade, but it's still that foundation. And I think that helps us with that push, 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 go, go, go. That's something I'm trying to keep in mind. I know that was definitely my mindset this summer as an educator. You know, we don't get paid during the summer. So I was like pushing, pushing, you know, my business stuff. <laughs> 
pushing it hard, but there was, and we'll get into that later in our talk, you know, how to figure out those signs of when you may need to to pause. Right. Um, I again I'm a huge fan of you and everything that you share with your lifestyle. So I'm a huge fan of your morning routines. Um, some things, you know, I try to implement in my own little way. Um, but I will say you motivate me to stand on top of that because I know the importance of the start of your day and your mind, you know, how it's set up. So can you share your morning routine and some of the benefits that you've noticed in your mindset in your life as a result of doing that? Awesome. So yeah, I'm normally the first person to get up in my house. And a lot of times when I share my my routine on Facebook, people are like, well, what time do you get up? And I say, I get up around 4.35 a.m. Like right now I'm trying to solidify a solid time since I recently changed it. But they're like, oh my gosh, it's so early. I'm like, well, it works for me because, right. <laughs> you know, um, and I've been getting up around 4.45 for years. Because okay. I used to, um, I, it started out when, um, shortly after I had my daughter, my first child, um, there was a group called Black Girls Run in my neighborhood. And they would meet up like two, three times a week. And they would pull and they would run mm -hmm. a certain route, but they would pull out at 5 a.m. So it's like if you wanted to run with the group, you had to be there at like four by four fifty-five because at 5 a.m., oh, they were going out, they were walking to do their warm-up, going to the corner. Once they got to the corner across the street, they were gone, gone mm -hmm. for like three, four miles, two miles up, two miles back. Be back around six o'clock. And so at the time I was going through life. <laughs> and I was going through a transition in life. Um, I was a new, I was a new mom, but I was also a new divorcee. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that I used as my healing uh, mechanism was running, was exercise. I used to re release a lot of stress, a lot of frustration, and I just used to pound it out on the pavement as I called it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I didn't know at the time anything about like, I knew about hiring a therapist, but I didn't know how to select one. I had tried to go to some before that and it just didn't work out. So that was my form of therapy at the time. Me getting with Black Girls Run and rolling out at 5 a.m. So that's really when it started. And really what helped to, to help me to really solidify it was a fast that the church that I attended did. It was called the 40 Day Fast. You can check it out at 40day.com. And part of the fast, it wasn't a physical fast in terms of what you eat, but it was about your behaviors and what mm. you take. And for 40 days, you you know, we had to um, listen to like uplifting music in order to counter, matter of fact, let me grab it. Um, in order to counter gluttony, you had to stop eating at each meal before you were full. In order to counter envy, you had to give somebody a compliment each day. You know, um, um, you had to give somebody something each day. There was like, like certain things that you had to do each day, but also along with it, you had to read the Bible for half your age in minutes. You had to pray for half your age in minutes. So like, for instance, I'm 38. So it means that I will take 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening. So half of, I will just round 38 to 40. So half yeah. of um, 20 minutes, I would spend reading and praying. But in order to get the whole 20 minutes, I would do 10 in the morning, 10 in the evening, if that makes yeah. sense. So I yeah. pray 
minutes, read the Bible for 10 minutes, and then do the same thing in the evening. And so what I did as the years progressed is that I added on to that. I, I continued that whether I was doing 40 day or not, I just continued that practice because it helped me so much. So mm. I read my Bible, I would pray. I started journaling last year and I didn't realize how how cathartic writing was. And so um, I was able to get a lot of my thoughts and feelings out through writing and actually create plans and strategy. God would talk a lot to me in the morning about yeah. that through my writing. And so that's when I added the journaling piece in. And so that's just how my morning routine started. Also, a few years ago, I read the uh, Miracle Morning Millionaires. Miracle Morning Millionaires. That's what it's called. By Hal Elrod. And he talked about a five before eight routine. And a lot of it was uh, the same thing that I was doing. But he it was like, you know, put your phone across the room so that you can actually get out of bed and get up. Then go brush your teeth, drink a glass of water, you know, um, read a book, move your body and like um, do some affirmations. Right. So, of course, I took the affirmations and the exercise. I had already been exercising. I just combined them into my five things. So I'll free, mm -hmm. pray, journal. <laughs> I would exercise, um, read, pray, journal, exercise, and do my affirmations, which is my um, morning success formula. And then I would take a moment, five minutes to just visualize. So everything mm -hmm. I had written about, everything I had prayed about, everything I was hoping for, everything I was wishing for, I took a moment, five minutes to actually sit with my eyes closed and to visualize it coming to pass and to also make sure that my spirit was receptive to any other additional downloads that God wanted mm -hmm. to give me during that time. So that's my 5048 in the 10-year evolution. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it sounds like you took those small habits and literally created a lifestyle. Like, and that's what it starts from those tiny habits, little by little, day by day. And over time, it just turns into your lifestyle, which I feel like, you know, there's so much information out there. The majority of us know that, but it's the doing <laughs> that we get caught up in and the consistency. And I know for me, um, I've come a long way in my fitness journey. Um, but if I would miss one day, it was like, oh, girl, you done messed up. You can't even do it no more. But it's like, no, that's okay if you miss that one day. Just hop back on it the next day. It's okay if one morning you didn't wake up at five. Just hop back on it the next day, you know. So us staying consistent and not getting thrown off by the big picture. And we have to think, too, the habits that we've created over time. They may be healthy or, or unhealthy, but it's still a pattern of behaviors, whether those patterns are moving you to where you want to be or keeping you stagnant. It's still a pattern. So we just have to choose, OK, what pattern do I want to move towards? So in my morning routine, I've done the um, the journaling because that's big for me. I was big into journaling, but I kind of fell off. But it is therapeutic, y'all, even if. It's something about, for me, the physical writing of it and my thoughts, like just moving quickly with it and the insight and stuff, like you said, that you get as you're writing. It really is therapeutic. Um, and that's a good tool to use in the morning when it's quiet. Most mamas, I know I'm the first one up too. Yeah. We're usually the first ones up or the last ones sleep, you know, 
as the CEO of your home, I say most moms are CEOs <laughs> anyway, because we, you know, handle a lot of things. So yes, practicing that time of waking up early. If five doesn't work for you, find a time that does work. Um, but thank you for sharing that. Cause those are like good habits that we need to start implementing into our lives to get to that next level. Yeah, for me, it's just that's how I start the day off. And I'm like, I know if I can give myself this time to jumpstart my day, then I set the tone for the rest of my day. Mm -hmm. I don't have it in the back of my head. Oh, Jazz, you need to do this. You need to do that because I've already done it. I've given God his time. Right. I've taken some time for myself. I've poured into myself before I can go be everything to everyone else. And also consistent implementation of a solid morning practice also helps you to create a habit of discipline. It helps mm -hmm. you build your discipline. Um, and, and, just, and that's going to carry over to other things that you desire to do. Yes, that that word discipline. <laughs> discipline is ugly, but the results on the other end, I will say that's my motivation is what comes on the other end of me showing up now. I always say, you know, future you will be happy. Even something as small as me washing the dishes at night. Well, future you is going to be happy in the morning that you already did this. <laughs> so, go, you know, you have to have that self-talk with yourself to motivate you to show up. So, yes. <laughs> um, now, going into, you know, knowing when to take a break and our self-care and things like that, was there a season that you noticed um, that you kind of were not taking care of yourself? What were some of the signs that you noticed and how did you pivot? Oh, Carly, absolutely. <laughs> um, so my business has grown, has doubled just about every year. And last year we tripled in revenue, we tripled in our team size and we tripled in revenue. Um, and it was really, I would say around 2019 when I was having some, um, going through some personal changes. Me and my yeah. husband weren't seeing eye to eye about some things. And really it was that I was putting so much into the business. I was putting so much time, so much energy. I was on my phone all the time trying to do all the things. And um, my, my family felt the brunt of it, to be honest with you. So my husband wasn't happy about some things. My kids were complaining. Mommy, you're always mm -hmm. on your phone. Um, I messed around. I, I wasn't working out anymore. I had, I wasn't consistent with my morning routine. I gained weight. I was stressed out and it just had to come to a stop, you know? Um, and so I had, I kept running my business, <laughs> but yeah. it, through that, like, because you, 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 you have to fulfill the things that people have paid you for, for, regardless of how you feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important that people understand it. Like, it doesn't matter about what's, what you have going on personally. You have to handle that and still handle business. But mm -hmm. it was during that time where I realized that I wanted to and needed to change the way that I needed to change my business structure at that time. I was doing a lot of the work. I was trying to hire contractors and really didn't know how to hire. I didn't know how to train. 
I was hiring the wrong people. I had one good person on the team, but I because I didn't train her properly, because I didn't know how to at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, she became frustrated with the things that she was doing. And so a lot of it fell on me. And because I was trying to do all of the things and the business had doubled, and I was still trying to run the business the same way that I had when I started it, mm-hmm. everything started to crash. <laughs> Okay. And so I hired a coach. I just saw her popped up, pop up on here. But I actually hired her to help me get into corporate speaking. And what I didn't know at the time was that she also was a minister, is a minister and a prophetess. And the first thing that she said, like our first conversation, she was like, listen, we're not getting into any speaking stuff. We're not getting into any business stuff. I need you to get your life back in order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. how you just gonna call me on the carpet like this right and so she had me to do certain things like doing and it seemed small but it was so momentous like putting the structure back into my day going back to going to bed at a set time getting up at a set time Mm -hmm. and just implementing my morning routine these were the things that you did a year ago or two years ago and you stopped let's get back to that let's get back to you she helped, she told, she told, I'm, I'm honestly, I had, I listened to some of it, but now it's like really sinking in. But at the time she told me I need to get my home team together. She was like, you need, you know, your husband travels for work or whatnot. You're, you're, you're handling all the business and all the home by yourself. You can't do it. She said, you need to get your home team together. You need to see how you can get some help. You need to get housekeeping in. You need to do this. You need to do that. So it was around that time that we started having a housekeeper come in as well. There she is, Dr. J, Dr. Jenna. Hey, Dr. J. <laughs> I know she remember because we talked about this last year at my um, live event, Six Figure Storyteller, because she was on the Six Figure Friends panel. Um, and so we talked about this shift or whatnot. It's, and right now I refer to it as a six figure shift, right? It's one of the shifts you have to make. When you are on the path to six and seven figures, you have to get your home life together because whatever you have going on in your personal life is going to carry over into your business. Mm. Like you can't be a public success and a private failure. Mm. You just can't. You have to learn how to set boundaries in your personal life. You have to learn how to put systems in place in your personal life because the same attitude and and position of your heart that I call it yes heart posture that you use in your personal life that's what you will carry over into your business setting boundaries with clients right being able to actually uh, manage and operate a business and being able to hire the right team members the right people for the right positions and delegate right being able to deal with conflict at home and deal with conflict in your business in a professional manner with boundaries, right? Like everything that you do in your personal life will carry over into your business and that's why it matters. And so when you master home, when you master yourself, you will be able to master what you're doing in your business and then you'll be able to grow and and scale it. And so that way, when you encounter issues, when you encounter challenges, you'll know how to deal with them on the business front because you've been able to deal with them on the personal front. Now, one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of now is that you 
will also learn that even with all the systems and strategies, there will come a point in time where it will be total surrender. Meaning that if you are a believer, I mean, surrendering to God, because Mm -hmm. I think that I think that a lot of us, especially wives and moms, we're used to having to run things. We're used to having to control things. Right. And when things get out of control, when systems get out of control, it might put you, quote unquote, out of out of whack. It might, you know, um, take your mental space off or take or, 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 or knock you out mentally for a minute for a minute where you have to take some time to, to mentally get back in the game. And so when you have a lot of things coming at you all at one time, because life is going to life. And one of the things that I've learned along the way is that you can only control what you can control and the things that you can't control, you have to surrender. And literally that's when I go into my, my prayer and deep fasting spaces where I'm like, God, you got to show, you have to change my heart posture. You have to show me how to handle this situation or you have to handle this situation for me, right? Like it's not a, it's not even a control. It's a yielding. And I'm right now in the season of yielding and whatever my spirit to, all of us have an intuition. All of us will see signs on the wall. We will see this. We, we, we get those, but we, 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 we question them. You know, we question them and we wonder, you know, should I really be paying attention to this? Oh, it's not this. No, it's exactly what you know it is. (laughs) You have to honor it. You have to speak directly what you see and what you're feeling. And then you have to make a decision based on that, based on the facts, you know, and and, and based on what, what you feel God leading you to do in the spirit. And I, I think that once we get into the space of yielding, and we move out of the space of control, that's when God can really begin to bless you in your personal life and in your finances, because then at that point, he can trust you with what he's blessed you with. I know yes. that was awful. <laughs> Girl, listen, I needed that. This is, and I will say, I was like, you know, these questions, yes, they're for my audience, but this is like a little personal uh therapy session for me or an advice session for, you know, what to to do in those situations, because I just came out of a season where I needed to pause and feeling that intuition in my spirit, like something's off, something's misbalanced. Like I said, with me being an educator and out for the summer, I felt like I was trying to control my, my income by do, 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 work, 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 show up, show up. And I was neglecting my family. There was no time limit. I was up in the morning on my phone and computer, throughout the day on my phone and computer, at night on my phone and computer, like trying to get things together. And one thing that I respect about you is your value for your home life. Like forget all the accolades and stuff out here in front of y'all. I need to make sure home is right first. But like you said, when home, when that foundation is fine, then that can reflect on the outside. And that's something I'm big on too, especially with my platform, um, speaking to moms and giving advice and how to connect in relationships. I don't want to be up here giving all this good advice and at home struggling (laughs) or not giving that same momentum that I'm giving the people to the people in my own house. And that happens so many times with people on large platforms, they they put on face to the public 
they look good on paper and then go home and it's just like no connection at all with your family with your kids they can't stand you you can't right. stand them and that's that's not where i want to be and i definitely felt some of that this summer um with me trying to push and the minute that i decided okay god i'm going to step back and you got me on what to do i felt like i had so much clarity on specifically what i need to be doing um and speaking and the podcast, that's what I'm more so going to push into besides all the other stuff that I was, now that I look at it, busy, <laughs> but not being productive, just being busy. Right. So again, I respect you for that, for, you know, I know you're big on that for your values. And I, I do take that advice to heed. I will be replaying this back <laughs> um, for my notes and stuff. And the, and the truth of the matter is that we're going to have those grind seasons. Like, I'm going yeah. to, like we're preparing for the live event. But one of the things that I learned, it's, it's important for us to learn from our mistakes. So last year I was doing all the things. This year, you know, I have my mom coming in to help with the kids in the afternoons. I'm about to hire a personal assistant, you know, for like 20 hours a month just to take some of the things off of my plate, you know, yeah. to free me up 20 hours so that I can focus on other things. I, there are absolutely those seasons where we do have to be hands-on in our business. But like one of the things that I learned was to simply communicate. And mm. because I communicated my needs, I was just doing the things people felt neglected. And so I've really learned, really honestly, over the past year and a half to do a better job of communicating. So I had a, a conversation with my husband a few months ago. I'm like, listen, this is what we're on track to do this this year. Th these are the goals that I'm trying to reach. And this is where, you know, I need your help. Yeah. I have talks with my kids. Hey, like I have my time with them. This un like normally I don't work on Saturdays. Now, that's that's because I'm able to do that now. When I was teaching, oh, the weekends were my jam. But I would still get up in the mornings on the weekends before they got up because I still knew that during the days, a lot of time I would be busy with kids. But even now, I'll talk to my kids. Hey, mommy had tonight's mommy's coaching night. Mommy's got some coaching sessions. You know, I need you to go and entertain yourself. <laughs> and we're good. And tomorrow's our movie night. Okay. Yeah. To entertain yourself, mommy's got our coaching. Uh, uh, mommy's coaching night is tonight, and they'll still come in and give me a hug and say hey to everybody, and then walk out. <laughs> but then on Friday, Friday evening, hey, mommy, you said it was movie night tonight, so we go to Walgreens. They stack, they stock up on their movie candies or whatever. I make make some wings, and we do our thing, and go upstairs and we watch movies. That's what we do. So it. It's an equal balance, you know, and I've learned how to balance it. But in the beginning, I had absolutely no clue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that help and speaking up in communication, that's so big. It's cliche, but it's so big because I realized I would hold things in my head or feel like people should just know. Like, you should I, just know. I, you see me doing it. You see me. <laughs> you should just know. <laughs> But no, they don't just know. So I have to communicate that. And I'm grateful for my village. My mother-in-law, she lives like literally less than five minutes. She keeps the kids for me while I do podcasts. And my husband 
will, you know, keep them or make sure they're somewhere and situated. Like, I'm so grateful for my team because that shows that they believe in what I'm doing. They, you know, respect what I'm doing. And I'm still trying to work on those boundaries. My baby girl, she does not understand <laughs> when I say mommy's busy. <laughs> She'll still come. But like you said, it, it just is what it is. So you just have to redirect as you go. Um <laughs> My older videos, my son, he comes in there. I'll, Zion will be there. My Jair will be on my lap. Like my older videos, it wasn't no boundaries, but now they're older. So they kind of understand a little bit more. And now I can kind of bribe them a little bit. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. I, I, I embrace the time because I know that they're not going to be this age forever. Yes. I know it's going to be a couple more years. Where they're going to be doing their own thing. I'm going to have the time and the space to do the things that I want to do um, in terms of my business or career. But my thing right now was really cherishing this time because I yeah. know they're not going to always be little. I'm going to look up one day and Jair's going to be 18 years old with a deep voice and taller than me. You know, he's not going to be coming in with a snaggle tooth to hug my neck and give me a kiss in the middle of while I am a kiss on the cheek in the middle of while I'm going live, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just try to em 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 cherish and embrace the moments, honestly. Yes, definitely. And my baby, he's Jair too, my newest baby. <laughs> and I had him holding him when he was a newborn doing my lives and stuff. So as a mom, as a woman, we just do what we do. It just is what it is. I did want to touch on one thing, though, because um, recently I did uh, my last podcast on like the confessions of a strong black woman. And how we take on so much, you know, afraid to ask for help or just taking on everything, feeling like we have to control. And that's something that I'm trying to release and trying to be more softer with, because I feel like the history of black women, we think of like our big mamas and stuff, how they were pretty much the foundation of the family and did everything for everybody. But she was sick. She was unhealthy. She was tired. <laughs> like. I'm trying to help millennial mothers and this new wave like to get out of that, that you've got to do every single thing. And that's that, you know, millionaire mindset that we're talking about today or just that elevated mindset. OK, how can I get help from here? Even my kids. I have a 12 year old. I didn't like the way he washed dishes. I felt like he won't doing a good job. But how can he learn if I don't let him do it? So. These past two weeks, I've released, and he has gotten better at them. Like, I'm noticing the improvement over time. So thank you for sharing that about, you know, asking for help and releasing that need to be in control for everything. Um, it's the real thing. Yes, yes. Um, now, this, again, like I said, this is my little personal therapy session how do you deal with people um, from your past or people who are familiar with you that feel like you're acting different now or you're acting funny now that you are a millionaire and that you have grown your business to where it is? Yes, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so serious. Block. Okay. That, like from the from the first time I started using my social media for business media. Yeah. And I started branding myself. I would I started branding myself online. I I was friends with some co-workers, social media friends with some co-workers, and I would see subliminal posts that they would put up. 
you know, people look one way online, but they this way in person. And I'm like, well, I'm at work, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I just pressed, I just honestly, that's when I started guarding my gates. I ignored them. Mm. And a lot of those people are in the same circumstance, the same situations, like they're not doing anything more. They're still on the I want and not in the I want. They're still in the I want to do and not in the I'm doing, you know, mm. um, and and that's what it is. Like. In the beginning, it gets under your skin and it's irritating, but at the end of the day, people are going to say what they're going to say. I let them talk and I just focus on whatever I got to do. Some people I did unfriend, unfollow and block. Um, my block game is very strong because I just don't have <laughs> I just don't have the time for it. It's just like if I'm like when I was focused on making my first six figures, I was focused on making my next six figures. I don't have time to be worried about your opinions yes. because you're not going to buy from me anyway. You're not going to become a client. Why are we even, you know, going about your business? <laughs> And that's just how I look at that. That's the that's the stance that I take with pretty much everybody at this point. Yes, listen, that's a whole mindset shift right there because I know when I first started out, you know, I noticed, you know, some of the subliminals too. How she telling somebody about mental health? She ain't no psychiatrist, you know, all of this. And I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm doing. Like I felt like I had to explain or. And it just got to a point where it was like, look, like you said, y'all aren't uh, getting any of my services or connecting or purchasing anything. So at the end of the day, why does it matter? And I think that's a big step for a big thing for us to consider in life with, you know, anything that we do. Of course, you know, your trusted core of people, I value, you know, their opinion about what I do or their insight. But at the end of the day. I'm trying to get in that mindset shift of I can't please everybody. I can't make everybody happy to block who isn't on this wave. It's okay. And it's okay if you're not. And it's okay if you're not. There are so many things out there that people have going on that I would never be a part of for my personal reasons. And that's okay because they still have their platform of supporters. So, yes, thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to know because I know you do share about you know, how you handle those tough situations <laughs> with difficult people. And I feel like, you know, your professionalism, your customer service, your integrity, it, it's handled in a very well manner. So I just wanted some insight <laughs> on how not to take it back to the old Tari for certain situations, because I don't want to be that person. Girl, the haters don't ever stop. The haters never <laughs> Right, like in my season right now, the haters look like I'm gonna come buy your stuff and then copy your stuff. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm sure you deal with that a lot. Yeah, come in your things and I'm gonna use the same phrases. And even with that, I'm like, do I want to be petty over this one or over these one or two people when I am focused on building a ten million dollar company? Yeah. There are millions. There are billions of people in the world. I can't control all of them. So what mm -hmm. I was focused on the things I can focus on. If things become too obvious, right, then I have my attorney handle that, right, right. Since it, uh, a cease and desist or whatnot. But other than that, I don't have the time to nitpick somebody that's not even doing it on my level. 
you do you because you copying things, but we're already working on 2023. And that's my mind is, you know. So I, I've just learned one of my biggest investments this year myself has been a therapist for me. And one of the things that my and I was looking for a specific type of therapist. Like people were just I, I went looking on Facebook and put up a post and a lot of people were giving a lot of suggestions. But I really wanted a therapist that specialized in working with high performing women. And yeah. not every not, not every therapist knows how to work with a high performing woman. I've been a high performing uh, woman my entire life. I was in right. leadership when I was in high school. I was leading a 150 person band. I was the only girls run major, you know? So I have been doing leader. I've been in leadership positions my whole entire life. I've been, I've always been an achiever. So I needed somebody that could, that could show me how to manage instead of telling me you need to tone it down. Cause I'm not going to tone it down. Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. Not everybody knows how to do that. So I found her shouts out to Dr. RJ. She's asked, Dr. RJ, I think that's her Instagram. I don't like ask Dr. RJ. I think that's her Instagram, but that's my therapist. And uh, she always stresses to me, find the middle path. What's the middle path? So what she means by the, and I totally forgot your question, by the way, but I'm going to talk about this. No, you're good. No, you're still on track. Okay. You're still on track. So the path is like not total not giving up what you want so it's like right. finding a way to get what you want but to also give someone a little bit of what they want as well so okay. like what how, what what's the middle path what's going to work for you but still bring some balance to the situation it's always self-preservation first okay. I, I forgot the, the the connecting point what was your question so we, you're good. We were on, we were talking about how you pivot, um, no, how you deal with people who felt like you're acting funny or acting different. And we were talking about boundaries and not worrying about what they say because you're on the right path to millions. Right. So with that, me, that that's, that's what it was. I had to find the middle path. Like I had to find the space in, that was going to help me be in a, healthy emotional and mental space but mm -hmm. so you know um create some type of boundaries with people right so no you can't just come into my programs and steal my stuff that's why i charge premium price <laughs> that's why i coin my phrases because i know if you say this i know you got it from me right mm -hmm. i know if you put this I know you got it from me because nobody else is teaching what I'm teaching the way that I teach it. Right. You just can't because right. I teach with you using my background in curriculum and instruction. So for me, just finding a way to, to manage those people, the naysayers, the folks who got something to say, the people who want to come and copy or whatnot, it's staying focused, controlling, staying focused, controlling what I can control. You know, that's, Sending the cease and desist. That's blocking people when necessary. That's continuing to stay focused on the future, right? Controlling what I can control, but then, you know, uh, creating some balance there as well. So it's like 
understanding what you will accept, what you will tolerate, mm-hmm. and what you won't tolerate. And once someone has crossed a boundary with you, you like determining what those boundaries are and what is going to be your next steps once that boundary is crossed. And so that's what I mean by the middle path with that. Yes, thank you. That's something I need to do more research on because that sounds like definitely what what I need, that balance there in the middle. And I will say too, when you're on this business journey or like when you're building and earning money and stuff, you really don't have time (laughs) to think about naysayers. Like you may see it in passing, but I feel like my my mental strength has gotten so strong that I might, you know, think or see something, but I don't dwell. I don't dwell. And that's like one of the biggest freeing things that you can do. That's the million dollar mindset right there. Not worrying and dwelling and overthinking on non-important things. Because when that's happening, your brain has no room for ideas. Your brain has no room for growth. You can't even think of the idea to make a million dollars because you worried about what such and such said and how you can get back at them. And like, it becomes this rabbit hole (laughs) and you get stuck. I tell my husband, quit. like when we're talking about certain things or situations that arise, people that are doing, I'm like, listen, I don't have the mental capacity for that. (laughs) Meaning that I I, like, and that, and that's not in relation to my, my husband's concerns. It it could be talking about, you know, whatever. I'm like, I don't have a mental capacity for that. And what I mean by that is a lot of people have to use their hands. They have to use their physical strength to do their work. As creators, we use our minds. And so I am so protective of what I spend my mental energy on. Yes. I can't get upset. I can't have this long, drawn-out conversation. Because it literally takes my mental energy. It zaps my creativity, right? I can't engage in this this disagreement or this petty argument. Somebody in my family want to bring up something that happened years ago. I can't engage in that. You know what? I think I'm going ahead and get off the phone right now. <laughs> I don't think I'm talking to you for a couple of days. I might not, you know, I, 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 I'm talking to you for a couple days. You know, I love you. I still love you, but you have to preserve yourself because what you can't do is burn both can both ends of the candle. You can't burn the creative end of the candle or the the end that requires your mind to be focused and then burn what I call the emotional end of the candle. These issues, these things in life that can be very emotional, but will take your mental energy because you're actually having the conversations, you're doing things, you're giving it a space inside of your psyche. You have to cut it out. You have to cut it out. And so that uh, people, a lot of times people say that mindset is fluff or they assume that mindset is fluff. Mindset is the entire game. It's about how you control your mind, what you allow into your mind, what you what conversations you give energy to, you know, how you allow people to take up your time. It's gotten to the point, like even now, I, I had a late morning. My I had to take my daughter to the urgent care yesterday. We were in there for five hours. She stayed at home today. So I had to take my son to school, go by Walgreens, get her the medicine that she needed. Yeah. My son left his mask at home. I grabbed the mask from, from Walgreens, took it back to his school. 
came home. So what happened is that I normally work out at 8.30 in the morning. I missed my workout time. It was more like 9.30. But with me keeping my commitment to myself, it's, to, it's part of my morning routine. I was a little bit late on it. Part of me tried to say, well, I'll just wait until this afternoon after I talk to Tari. But I'm like, I know if I wait that late, I might not do it. <laughs> Go ahead and get it done. I was on um, my bike. I was on my Peloton. And the pest, the weed guy came to the door, right? Ringing the doorbell. I saw him out the window. Now, I could have stopped my workout and took five minutes to go open the door, talk to him, see whatever he wanted. But I'm like, we didn't have a scheduled appointment. I didn't know that he was coming. I did not make time. You know what? I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to focus mm -hmm. right here on my workout. And whatever notice he needs to leave at the door, he can leave it and we'll get to it later. And that's what I mean by mental capacity. Like, I don't have the energy to be all the things for all the people just because they decide they want to be there at that particular time. When I'm working on something, that's my time to work on that. When I'm with my kids, that's my time with my kids. When I'm working, that's my time where I'm working. When I'm working out, that's my time when I'm working out. And... I'm just not allowing myself to be distracted. You have to protect your mind, your energy, and your time in that way in order to, to, to obtain maximum productivity so that you can get maximum results. Yes, listen, <laughs> definitely to all of that, all of that, because I've, and we, we're wrapping up, um, I've definitely switched some of that up. I don't talk on the phone as much, all that gossiping, family members, like you said. It's like, girl, I love you, but I can't. So y'all, if y'all don't take anything else, please protect, protect this, y'all. Strengthen this muscle here. Strengthen your brain, your thinking patterns, your habits. Because like she said, it's not fluff. It's not cliche. Like <laughs> mindset is everything in every area of your life. And I'm not a millionaire. I don't have a million dollars in my bank account. But I feel like I have a millionaire mindset, like I'm moving towards that direction. I'm trying to create the habits. I have connection with other millionaires. You know, if people are in your circle or if you're in the room with them and I'm getting wisdom, I feel like, OK, well, Lord, you working. I'm in the vicinity of where this is going on. So, you know, don't get distracted by what you physically see in your account as far as the millionaire mindset. You know, that's kind of what I wanted this whole talk to be about because I know that you will help <laughs> us get to thinking different and you're just a, a visual to me of what is possible in my life <laughs> and I'm forever forever grateful uh, to you for the impact that you've made in my life for the pathway that you have directed me to I feel like God definitely so far every coach that I've worked with I felt like God strategically placed them in my life at that season for you, I'm so glad I was obedient because, honey, the price is up. <laughs> the price is up. Well, I lost my earring. But um, I'm glad I got with you when I did because I'm just very, very grateful for being in position at the right time um, and for all the doors that have opened as a result of that. So thank you so much, Jasmine, for speaking with me. I will cherish this talk. I'm definitely going to play it back so I can start writing <laughs> down some stuff. Any suggestions that you gave, I, I really value um, your opinion. So thank you again.
Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. I didn't even realize we've been on for an hour. Yeah, that was like, it's been an hour. We can wrap up. We didn't get to all our questions, but the conversation, it just flowed so good. So good. So thank you again. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Good night, everyone.